Welcome to the Out Loud Conversations with My Dog and Walls podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss everyday conversations that pop out of the air or things we can't or don't want to discuss with others. Sometimes we just want to give our opinions on various subject matters without a response or just have informal conversation on things that we come across, more or less talking out loud. This is a way of getting some things off your chest instead of talking to the walls or getting a side eye from your dog because you are bothering them with things that they could care less about. Hello everyone. On this episode of Out Loud Conversations with my dog and walls, we're going to talk about divorces. Now, everyone's going process going through divorce is different. Some of these divorces are amicable. Some of them are not so amicable. Um, everybody has a different journey through their process. And today, um, Tara. Hey, Tara. Hi. Hi, sister. Hi. Tara and I are going to talk about um, the journeys that we took um, through our divorce. Um, in 2021, a total of 689,308 divorces occurred across 45 states in the U.S. But at that same time, 1,985,072 marriages occurred within the U.S. Um, the reason that uh, the time frame that most divorce end usually is within the eighth year of a marriage. So if you're coming up close to that eight year, don't get discouraged. These are just some statistics that are out there. But that doesn't mean that every um, every marriage is going to end this way. Um, most uh, marriages, about 73%, that is the highest divorce rate occurs in the, the third year of marriage. And 67% occur in the, not the third year of marriage, but your third marriage. And then 67%. Um, divorces occur and as if you the second marriage. Um, 20% of marriages are repeat marriages for folks. 60% of folks is their first time marriage between um, both of the partners and 20% of the marriages um, one person is being re is remarried. And 6% six of divorced couples actually remarry. I only know of a couple that remarry the person that they divorce, but it doesn't say um, if the, it, the rate in which those people get divorced again. So um, Tara and I have both been divorced mm -hmm. um, and we both had different journeys within our divorce. So um, Tara... How long were you married and was your divorce amicable or was there some tension that occurred within your divorce? Um, so not on any, anything bad on my end, but I was married about 
12 years and that's because he didn't want to divorce me. Like he didn't want to see me happy with anybody else. So he was like, I'm going to stay married to her. Um, but that ended up hurting him at the end because he had, you know, kids in the marriage and all kinds of stuff. Right. But, um, it was amicable to me. I, you, it might be a different story for him, but it was very amicable for me. I was very excited to get a divorce. Um, that was like Christmas to me. So, um, he was a cheater. He was doing all kinds of stuff. Um, he, he left for work one day and I packed up all my stuff and I had moved out. So, um, we both had different apartments. Like only thing we shared was the kids. And, um, I think I was just paying for daycare and I let him keep the car. I ended up, did I take, I think I took all the debt. I was just like, I'll take the debt instead of having to be married to you. So, um, and I was happy paying that debt off. Let me tell you. So for me, it was very amicable. I was very excited to get a divorce. Um, it was great. So for <laughs> me, my journey into divorce was, um, it was, it was not, uh, it, an easy one. So that wasn't the first time, the time that divorce was finalized, wasn't the first time that we were going to get a divorce. Um, the first time we were going to get a divorce was in um, South Carolina. I was still in the military. He was in the military. We were stationed in South Carolina. And stuff just was not going great. And I just, you know, wanted to be by myself. Because at that time, like I said in a previous episode, I did not marry for love. I married because somebody told me that I couldn't do anything. So I wanted out. So I found a um, paralegal in the newspaper. She did up my work at that time was like $150, you know, during that time, $150 was a lot of money, but you look back on it now and you laugh. I did a, um, did $150, filed my paperwork at the courthouse, but, um, we decided to try and work it. No, I decided to try and work it out. He never knew I had filed. So, um, Nothing ever came of that because it never got anything in the mail or anything. And we went on to uh, Belgium. But in 20, no, in 2009, he had gone on his second deployment to Iraq. And so, um, you know, the first time I was, you know, a little heartbroken about him leaving. But this time when he left, in 2009, it was great. I was excited for him to leave because it was to the point we had gotten along in that marriage that I was just buying my time. So I was buying my time to hit the, the 20 years to keep my ID card and keep my medical. Because for me, I had never been without an ID card. So I didn't know how to function without military. So because we grew up as military brats, mm -hmm. then joined the military, then married into the military. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know how to maneuver throughout life without being a part of the military. So my thing was to just sit still 
and hit my 20 years and then be like, I'm out. This is this is it. So while he was deployed or whatever, you know, I just had this gut feeling that something something was happening, something was going on. So something made me look in a drawer. And so I looked in the drawer and I saw on this index card that he had written down his bills and how much he owed on those bills. Well, it was three credit cards and those three credit cards totaled up to $15,000. And I go, $15,000? There isn't $15,000 in this house. Now, some people may ask, how did you not know that he had accumulated that debt? We had no checking account together. We had no credit cards together. So I didn't check his, his bills. He definitely couldn't get to mine. I knew how much money he had only because he put me on his checking account. I didn't touch his money, didn't bother nothing because it wasn't mine. I could see it, but I'd, I wouldn't touch it. Now, if he needed something, then I would go buy it out of his money or I would be nice and buy it out of my money. But if he were draft, I could put money into his account or whatever. I was just that type of person. So we didn't have anything together. So I had started, he called and I went at him about, you know, uh, finding that money and told him that he was nothing and all this other stuff. So that was the, the downhill of everything. As they got close to coming back, he started trying to be nice, but he told me, don't show up for when they come back. So, of course, me being me, I show up. <laughs> so um, it was just after he got back, it was something else. So cut to the thing of um, I believe it was we had been having tension or whatever. And at that time, I was working a 3.30 to midnight shift at my job. And, you know, he was home, but he, he was home, but he wasn't home when I was at work. And um, if you would call, he would never answer. So one day I was at work and I go, told my, my supervisor, I say, I need to leave and go. And so I left and he wasn't at home. So when, when he got home, he let up the garage and he saw my car and all mess panned out after that. Anybody that knows me knows if you get up under my skin or you do something to me, you got to deal with what's going on inside of me. I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to do nothing. But this, this mouth is going to going to eat you alive. Mm. At that point, he said he was done or whatever. It was over. So um, it got to a point where. We were staying in the same house and I commend anybody that can do this, but I cannot do it. And I, I should not have listened to other people say, don't leave the house. Cause the best thing for me, for my mental would have been to leave the house. Mm -hmm. Well, it started getting where he started poking the bear. He started poking the bear and I react. And when I react, I react in a different way. I'm not going to react with violence. I'm going to react with um, 
evilness and mess with you mentally. And my mental, my mental game on you is fierce because you're coming for me and you're up to something and you're doing this and you know that I'm not going to do anything to you physically, but the mental, I'm going to get you. And um, so it got to a point where mama said, somebody has to leave that house because somebody is going to get hurt. And I told her, the person that's going to get hurt is not me. I said, but I don't want to go to jail. So I will be the one to leave. So he didn't know I was leaving. He knew nothing. And at that time, Jaden, which is my grandson, I think Jaden was about two or three. And me and Jaden went and got an apartment sight unseen. So I was like, I don't understand why I have to move out or whatever, but it is what it is. So while I'm preparing to move into the apartment, he is staying somewhere else. Now he's making it seem like he's staying at one of the majors house that he's house sitting or whatever. This is what I'm thinking. But the whole time I'm sitting at home by myself and, and uh, waiting for this apartment to be ready, I start having dreams. I start having dreams that he was with the lady and she had two kids. And so, and in my dream, they came into the house and they tried to ambush me while I was in the bed sleep. So when I had that dream, I instantly got up and I changed the locks on the house because I couldn't go anywhere because I'm waiting on the apartment to get fixed. So um, fast forward, I move out. Well, once I move out, I'm good. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay here. At the, we were we had been married for 17 years. I'm just going to, we're going to live separate. We've done it before. We can live separate. But when we hit, when I hit 20, 20 is when I'm going to file divorce papers. So while I'm in this apartment, I'm still having these dreams. But in the midst of me having these dreams, he's still messing with me. I'm nowhere near the house. I don't call him. I don't talk to him. I don't nothing. We are separated in the true sense of separation living our own separate lives. So he keeps messing with me. He keeps messing with me. So then I start having these dreams. And anybody that knows me with these dreams that I have, everything is true. Everything is true. So something says, look at, I, I didn't have Facebook or anything, but at that time you could look at Facebook and you can look at anybody's profile. So when I look at his profile, I start looking at pictures of the people that he always talked about. So it was two people, a female and a male. So I go, okay, fine, female and a male. So I go look up, look up on white pages, I mean, yellow pages, look up all this stuff, find the address. So while he's still messing with me, I'm in attack mode at this point because you are messing with me and I'm to the point where I'm about to break. So I get dressed, I go and I get in the car and I ride to these different addresses. Well, go to the dude's house. He ain't there. 
And I said, Lord, please prepare me for this because this is the vision that I have been seeing. And you, I'm about to, to see the realization of the whole thing. So I get to the house. Lo and behold, his car is parked in the driveway. I see the car in the driveway. I laugh. And then I said, we about to fight. <laughs> so then I had his car key to his car because, see, I do stuff. I He's doing stuff, stuff, and I'm like, I have to be prepared for certain situations. So I have his car key. I hit the alarm. Car is going, alarm is going off. I roll the window down so he can he can see me. That mug popped out of that house. It was like he saw a ghost. So he goes back in the house. So now I when he goes back in the house, I come out and I stand on the on the side of my car and I'm just standing there. And I go, This this who you you messing with? Because for me, I have always said. If you find somebody else, I'm good with that. People get divorced every day. I have no problem with, with you know, going through a divorce. People get divorced every day. Just let me know. She's good. I have no issue with that. He comes outside, Nisi, don't bring this over here. I said, bruh, this, <laughs> what you doing? I said, all you had to do is say something. So then he comes by me and he tries to grab me. Well, I watch too much TV. So I don't put my keys in between my fingers because I'm like, these two about to jump me. Although he and I are married, at this point, it's, we don't like each other. We have no love, no like for each other. It's just like, you know, we would never marry you a, a dude on the street and I could care less. So he grabs me. When he grabs me, what he does that for? Pow, struck him with them keys in between the fingers. Because now yes. I'm in a battle. And I don't know if she, what y'all done talked about in that house. And if she's going to come out and she's going to try to help you with me. So we in the middle of the yard tussling or whatever. And he knows that dad taught his girls what to do. He taught us how to get down. So I'm not going to say what my favorite move is to mm -hmm. get Don't you. tell him. Don't tell him. My, my dad taught us how to get down because my dad was all army judo. So he taught us how to get down. So when homeboy did the thing, then she comes outside. So when she comes outside, I go and I head for her because now I already did my damage to you already. So you, you know, you still over there stunned. I didn't did my damage to you already. Now I got to get her because I don't know what's coming next. So <laughs> she's sergeant, sergeant. You don't need to do that, sergeant. Now you call him sergeant. No, don't don't call him that now. Call him exactly what you call him in your house. So I start going for her. I said I'm gonna get you. And so when he saw me going for her. He grabbed her and got her. So at that point, I, I know I'm telling the whole story, but I want to be detailed so y'all can know, <laughs> you know, everything that happened in between that. So 
while they're going and doing that, I'm going to his car and getting stuff out because maybe my stuff is in there. I'm just grabbing stuff. Don't know. So he comes back outside. So he's trying to get in his car. At this point, rage. And all I see is red. So I pick up a, <laughs> I pick up the alarm sign and I bam his car with the alarm sign and everything. So I'm I'm trying to call dad and P and I'm like, he over here, you know, I'm I found him, blah, 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 blah. And they trying to find out where I am because they're thinking too that I'm gonna get jumped or somebody's gonna try to fight me. I'm like, no, ain't nobody gonna try to fight me. I'm good. Uh I said, we done had our little situations. I don't know where I am. I can't tell you where I am. I don't know how I would tell y'all to get there. So he drives off. So I get to hit my dad say, get in the car and come to the house. So I'm in the car and I'm going to the house. And then when I get out in the open, I realize mama used to live close by there in the house over there by the armory. So then I realize where I am. So as I'm getting ready to go to dad's house, this mug calls me and tells me that he didn't call the police on me and you going to jail, blah, 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 this, 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 and this. So I go, okay, bruh, you done forgot all the stuff you told me about what you were doing while you, you know, in, in the military, you don't forgot. I said, I'm about to go on post and go up to uh, your command and I'm gonna call, tell your command. He's still laughing and, and doing all this stuff. So I go up to the command and start talking to them and everything. They're calling. CQ is there. They're calling everybody. And then I said, well, they asked me where he's staying. And I said, well, he's staying at major such and such a house. He's house sitting. And they all look at me like I'm stupid. And I go, huh? They said, he ain't going nowhere. He's still here. So the whole time, he been staying at her house. Well, when I when I get get so then I go back to the to dad's house and see other people from the command are calling me. And then one guy is like, "Sis, don't do this. Don't mess this up. You know, um, don't don't mess yourself up and go to jail over over nothing. Um, it's not worth it." He said, I've been through some of the same stuff that you have, he said, and I ended up getting custody of my son and it was just a bad situation between me and my ex-wife. And then he goes and then she passed away. And she passed when she passed away, we were angry at each other and going through this stuff. And he said, it's not worth it because, you know, just have your peace of mind and just go on the universe to take care of everything. Once he said that, I was good. I was like, yeah, you're right. It's not worth it. I said, because I got some folks now that are trying to come at him because of this whole situation. I said, and I don't want to ruin them and ruin myself at the same time. So what it is, it is. And I told him, I said, people go through stuff like this all the time. I said, but it's just how people do things to folks. If somebody is is just going with the flow, leave them there. Don't poke the bear because somebody could be having a bad day or anything or everything that y'all have gone through 
and the whole time that y'all were together start coming and the person just snapped. And so um, after that, you know, everything was quiet. It was around um, close to Christmas time. I'm at home getting ready to, to go to work and everything. All of a sudden I get a knock on the door. This mug, he serves me with divorce papers. So I'm like, okay, divorce papers. But my whole thing was, and when I was looking at the divorce papers, is, you know, had a certain thing about if you don't respond within 30 days, you know, it's an a uncontested divorce. Now we have a house and that house, you know, I put all, I, I paid for the, um, the closing costs, everything that needed to be upgraded in that house. I paid for it. My VA certificate was on that house and he's not good with money. So my first thing went towards that house. If anything happens with that house, he's going to mess up my credit. He's going to mess up, you know, my VA certificate. He's going to mess up everything, everything that I've worked for to build myself up. So that is where my panic happened. So I couldn't find an attorney because during that time, um, it was around Christmas time and everybody was on vacation. So I leave from running to Colleen from Temple going to try and find an, uh, you know, an attorney to now I got to make it back to work. I got to make it to work. So I get to work and I'm just, I'm panicking because I'm thinking about this time frame and I'm thinking about all this stuff. Do you know that asshole called me laughing, talking about, did you get the papers? Did you get the papers? <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And Anybody that knows me know if you do that, it's on. Now, Google is my friend. Everybody is my friend. I'm coming at you with everything I have because I'm looking up everything. I'm going to be prepared. So I had some, some ladies that work with me that have been through divorce and everything. I'm getting all this stuff from them, everything from them, and the whole nine. So um, when we go to court for our initial, I didn't still didn't have an attorney. And he came in <laughs> with all this and that. So I was like, I need an extension. I don't have an attorney. Luckily, the judge was looking at how he was acting and everything and so forth. So um, as we as the process still went on, he was doing that. And Unfortunately, you, I think you were still in California, you were in California. So, um, but, you know, with me, I, I, I removed myself from my family a lot because that's, uh, it's just a mental thing us. that I do. And I, I removed myself from my family a lot. So at that point, I had been removed from a lot of my family. So, but I was still talking to my dad and I was talking to my mom. And so as we were going through the divorce and stuff, um, my mom hurt my heart. She told me that divorce was my fault and um, that everything that's happening was on me. I ain't never been so hurt in my life. And I told her, I said, I'm not going to disrespect you, but I have to get off the phone with you.
And she was like, you better not hang up on me. You better not hang up on me. I said, I'm not being disrespectful. I said, um, I'm not going to hang up in your face. I'm just letting you know that I'm going to hang up the phone. So when she kept going, I just had to, I had to hang up the phone. And at that point, it was me against the world. And um, I was I was going against the world. And so I suffered in silence because the more information that I got as far as getting all my stuff together, the more he kept taunting me, the more he kept on and kept on and kept on. So um, I have a friend, Kendra. She would come and she would check on me all the time and she would call me to make sure that I wasn't doing anything stupid because she knew that it was on and that I was going for the hunt. And at this point, I didn't give a damn if I went to jail or whatever because it was me against the world and I was going to beat anything that came in front of me. So um, as the divorce went on, all I wanted was to go and get my stuff. Oh, when we went to court, when I got my attorney and we went to court, do you know that that mug cited uh, domestic abuse as the reasoning for the divorce? And that divorce could have been finalized in six months. So he cited domestic abuse as um, a reasoning. And I told his attorney, I said, did he tell you actually what happened? And the attorney is looking at me. I said, I found him over at some, over at his girlfriend's house. I said, and did, you, did he tell you that the military was dealing with him about that? And the dude is looking at me. Because at that point, they're trying to find out um, because he's military, he has to pay me spousal support until we get a divorce. So he's trying everything not to have to pay me anything. So I said, I tell you what, because I could have been greedy. He tried to use that he has a, has a son and he pays this money. And I said, no, he only pays him $129 a month. I said, he's an E7 in the military. He's only paying $129 a month. I said, actually, I could have got over $1,000 a month until we got divorced. I say, but I tell you what, he paid my rent. That's all I want him to do is he pays my rent and I'm good. So he was having to send me a check every month up until um, we got divorced. But in the midst of that, he's riding by my apartment complex. Um, the place that I took Jaden to go get haircuts, he started going to the place to get to get haircuts. Um, they even started um, keeping Jaden. They started getting Jaden on the weekends, and then and I didn't know that. And Jaden came back to me, and he started talking about it and stuff. So when he started talking about it, I was like, "Who house you going to?" And he was saying whose house he was going to. So I called his mom, and I was like, "Look, let me tell you something." I said, if anything happens to him, do not call me because I'm not going to fight. I said, I'm not fighting anybody over anything. This chick was just up at, at the mental place. 
and all this other stuff. Don't have him over there. But if you have him over there, I'm not fighting. I said, I'm not going to fight. I said, because I can't be everything to everybody when I'm barely hanging on right now because I'm worried about that house. I said, I'm worried about the house. I said, so y'all figure it out. So as we're going through the, the divorce um, and everything, He's steady calling. He did, he he was taunting. And then um, when we would have to go to court, you know, I see him or whatever. It it was what it was. But um it it just and then oh I went to therapy. I had to go to therapy and I started talking to my therapist about the different things that were going on. And then once the therapist started co-signing with my crazy. That gave me, to me, at that point of where I was, that gave me permission to do whatever it was that I wanted to do, and I had legal right to do it, in my mind, when actually I didn't. So I started getting doing stuff and ended up getting me in trouble, because um, I, I started going ham, because that house had me in the, in a chokehold that house had me in the chokehold. So when I got the, okay, to go in there and get all the stuff that I wanted out the house, I went in there and got all the stuff that I wanted to get out the house because I'm like, I put my money into this house. I'm going in there and getting all the stuff that I want at the house. Well, if you know, if I tell you that I'm coming to the house, don't be in the house, just go somewhere else. No, he came to the house. He stayed at the house for a little bit and wanted to taunt me about you taking that, you taking that, you taking that, you taking that, <laughs> you taking that, you taking, oh, really doing this? Then finally, when I snapped on him and he knew I wasn't playing, he uh he left the house and stuff. But um when going through all that. Tara, I tell you, some of the stuff I ain't going to say, but let me tell you, I went through a mental battle Amen. and my mental battle was that house. And he had everybody and his mama up in that house. And I kept telling my attorney, please have him refinance that house because he is not good with money. I said, all I want is for that house to be right refinanced, my VA certificate to be off of this house, and I will be fine. I said, this house is driving me crazy. I said, I have looked up everything that I can look up on the internet. I have talked to people. I have done everything that I can do. And I thought that the judge was going to say that you have to refinance this house and everything. Nobody helped me with this house. This house drove me crazy. This house caused me to get into a lot of trouble, all because I wanted that house gone out of my name. Now, how long have I been divorced? I've been divorced since 2011. 2000 and 2021 or 22. What happens? 
ding, 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 my credit report gets hit. Why does my credit report get hit? Because he failed to pay on the house. Now, I have this paperwork that says that if he does not pay on the house, that I can, I can go with the bank and then I can take the house over and do whatever it is with the house. No attorney, no attorney will help me with this house. I have, I even had an attorney to look over this stuff. There was nothing that anybody could do but say, work out something with the mortgage company and then um, uh, see if he'll make the payments. But if you go through this process, this process is going to take take a while and it's going to be expensive. So I had to try and play nice to um, see what was going on with the house. Um, of course, you know, he said something stupid that just set me set me off because I'm like, you have two people in this house and y'all can't get it together to, to scrape up some pennies to pay on this mortgage. So um, once he figured out that I knew about the house, then he was then he ended up making the payments. But that was the first time. There's been a second time. The second time, I was like, this is crazy. I'm I'm being penalized for something. And I show people the divorce papers. And it's like, nope, your name is still on the mortgage. Regardless, your name is still on the mortgage. But I'm like, court order. He has the house. He has to pay for the house and stuff. That's That has nothing to do with me. So needless to say, <laughs> although we are divorced, I am still in this marriage by a house because this time he missed three. I think that was last year. Last year, he missed 60 days, two months. It's either two or three months of payments that he missed. But luckily, this time didn't hit my credit report because the first time I sent all the documentation to the mortgage company. So it didn't hit my credit report, but I did get a certified letter from the mortgage company. That's how I found out he didn't pay it. I called the mortgage company. They asked for more documentation. I sent them additional documentation. But guess what? They will not remove that delinquency off of my credit report. So that 800 credit score that I had dropped down to 760 with the mess on it about delinquent mortgage payments. And I cried on that one because my credit score, you know, I work hard for everything that I have. And uh, for somebody that I have no dealings with um, to still have an effect on me. And the VA says that if he does not pay and that portion of that unpaid part of the, that the VA has put down on the house, if any remain in balance, I am responsible for that. So if I ever tried to use 
a portion of my VA certificate, I would have to pay that back before I could use my VA certificate again. So when I say for people to really research and really get an attorney that is going to fight for you as much as I have paid in attorney fees, because I ended up going back to court after, um, after our divorce to get put in there that he had to refinance the house. That cost me a pretty penny. I don't want to tell y'all how much I have paid in attorney fees going back and forth to court to get stuff redone on this divorce decree. It's, it's sickening. But, um, but I'm blessed that I'm able to do that because a lot of people are not able to do that, but it's still, no matter how much money I put into it, it hasn't helped me. Um, so when people say that the court system is based around women, I am a, a living testimony that that is not true because, um, I cannot tell you that he goes into court and it's just like, wow, really? And I got the documentation and I'm still in, in this battle. But um, out of all that, I still was able to buy my own house. Um, I still have, my life is, is so much better. Um, God just restored me where it left off at before I got married. And so um, it's been better than ever. Um, in the divorce decree, I get alimony, um, every month because of military, because we were married for 18, we were together for 20, but married for 18. And so, um, I was two years away from being able to keep the ID card and the, um, medical, but I was like, at the, at that point, I was just ready for it to be over. And I had to think to myself that there is life outside of the military. And we live near one of the largest military bases. So if I really wanted to um, still keep military, there's enough military men around in this area to, to do all that. But um, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't go on base a lot when I had the ID card. So none of that mattered. TRICARE wasn't a big deal because they don't do that much anyway. And um, is it better to sit in, sit in misery or to be happy? And um, I, I'm happier than I've ever been. Um, I had always said that I never wanted to get married. And this was one of the reasons why marriage is so easy to get into, but hell to get out of. Um, he still gets, he'll get part of my retirement if I, um, if I retire because of being a federal employee. So when people say, oh, you just, you get a uh, alimony check. You get all this from him. No, he gets that from me too. And in the state of Texas, um, I got lucky because if they look at how much money you make, they'll tell you that you are self-sufficient. And a lot of these ladies and men are not self-sufficient. 
and they will cut you off and leave you to dry. So they told me that I was self-sufficient, but because he was military and I was federal, we had to split. I would have preferred to give him money um, so he wouldn't take my retirement, but you know, it is what it is. Um, still dealing with it. And the crazy part about it is that this mug has um, contacted me through Facebook. Um, and Didn't I was- tell you happy I, birthday? He wished me happy birthday last year and this year. But when he contacted me the first time, he was like, um, how are you doing? I know I'm the last person that you want to talk to. Um, but just seeing how you're doing and I'm going, why is this individual reaching out to me? Your life should be great. You have your life. I have my life. You're with who you want to be with. I'm doing what I want to do. So I told him, I said, you know, things happen the way they happen. I said it was God's plan the way that it happened. I said, um, I have no animosity towards you. Um, I have no regrets about anything. I said, it has made me into the person that I, I am, and it has brought me to the place where I am. I'm good in my life. I I have nothing. I, you know, and that's how I put it. We'll, we'll never be friends, but I will, if I see you and you speak to me, I'll speak to you, but I'm not going to speak to you first. I'm going to keep it, keep it moving. I have, we don't stay far from each other. We stay, he stays in one subdivision and I stay in another subdivision. I can walk over there so he can walk to my subdivision. But it's not that I wanted to be close to that house. It was the builder. So that was a KB home. KB homes um, bought another section and they built houses over here. I like that house because I found that house online. I wanted another KB home. So for anybody listening, oh, she wanted to be close to that house. No, I wanted to be at this builder. I had I don't go over there. I'm pretty sure they come over here because I used to water my grass at night and the car used to sit there and, and watch me. But luckily we had police officers that lived in the area and one of the temple police officers used to ride up the street at night. I guess because he knew I used to water my grass at night until I got sprinklers. So every night the guy would be, he'd drive up and down the street and then I finished watering my grass and I come in the house. So um, I wish him all the best in life. Um, hopefully, you know, he refinances the house and, and get gone. I asked him, was he going to sell the house? He said, maybe in a couple of years. I used to always say, that um, if he sold a house, I was going to be an ass because I wanted my money out of that house that I put into it. No, ma'am. He sell that house. I'm signing on that paper. He, the, the gift that he's given me is peace and my VA certificate back. That is the peace that, that I'm getting. So when I say that I have been through a battle and I have been through a journey, I have been through a battle and I have been through a journey, but, um, you know, it just, it, it has, it hasn't soured me towards marriage, but I definitely don't want to get married again, but 
you know, dad always tell me never say never, but um, I don't want to get married again. But if I do get married again, I'm going to definitely have a prenup and I'm definitely not um, putting my name on a house with anybody and I'm not giving up my house because I always want to have something to go back to. I won't rent it out, but I will keep it. And um, yeah, and some people may say that's omen that makes sense that your your marriage is, is not going to last because you're keeping in your head that something will happen or whatever. It is what it is. I am getting a prenup because I was looking at a TV show and they say it does not matter. You can have $5 in the bank, get you a prenup. When I walk away, I'm walking away. I don't, I don't want to, you know, have all this that I had previously. And plus, I'm a little nervous that, you know, I walked away, although I got in some trouble through the divorce because of that house. Um, if somebody tried to do that to me again, I don't know how I would react. I may react worse than um, I did through my last divorce. So I, I don't want to chance it. Even though I have had growth, it's just a trigger. It is a, it's a true trigger. And um, I can just tell people, have a good support system. Have a good support system um, because you're going to need it. Especially if it's one that was, if you have a divorce that was like mine. And I was his second wife. So now he's on his third. Yep, on his third because he married her. Hmm. That's oh. tragic. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. they, they can be in in their little world together. Just just leave me out of it. Amen. Amen. And we had no no kids together. We had no um, kids together. So that was the good part that we didn't have to see each other because of the kids. Um, I came into the, the marriage with the kid. Um, he had a kid, but his kid didn't live with us. And we had two together and I would take the kids to go see him and he would take the kids to his mother's. So the kids was like, we don't want to go no more. Well, one time I had taken them down there and, you know, they were little. He was going to work and leaving the kids in the apartment by themselves to fend for themselves. So I, you know, I still have friends in Jacksonville. So I had them go pick up the kids. He never called me and told me the kids wasn't even there. So um, one weekend I drove from Corpus to Florida to go pick them up and brought them back home. But I didn't send them anymore. And he didn't care to not see them. So it is what it is. They had some really good mentors. You have to have that support system because if you don't, um, it could be, uh, yeah. And and I had I had my folks at work. My folks at work. I tell you, because when I was going through my divorce, because I worked through thirty to midnight, I would go to court in the daytime and go to work. I would leave from from court and go to work. And so um, when I got to work, 
Yep, it was two, Michi and Kendra. Michi was the one that would get me out of get me out of uh, the trouble that I had gotten myself into. And I thought I was just done. I said, I'm about to lose my job. I'm about to lose everything because of this house is driving me crazy. And let me tell you, she was like, I've been there. I did the same thing. This is what you need to do. And everything she told me to do worked out. And then um, Kendra was the one that was just, she was checking on me every day. Um, we would ride into work together. Um, one day, one day we came into work and, oh, he went after my job. He went after my job. He said that I was looking at his files and all this other stuff. He went at my job. They brought me into a room and I, I put my head down. And I said, this is it. That was another thing. He was going after my job. Every paperwork he sent, he was coming for me at my job. But he didn't know that um, I had this alert placed on his file. So if that alert would tell you anybody that went into, into that file and they could go in and see that I hadn't gone into his file again, he said him and his wife that I was doing that to him and his wife. And they brought me in there and they counseled me and they talked to me and I said, stop it. I said, I'm tired. I said, I'm going home. I said, I'm going home and I can't tell y'all what I'm about to do. I said, but it's about to be on. I said, I may not have, I probably am not gonna have a job tomorrow. So I'm telling y'all today, um, thank y'all for everything that y'all have done for me. but. I got to take care of this business. Do you know they they locked the door and wouldn't let me leave? <laughs> they would not let me leave. Lee was uh, acting as a supervisor at that time. And he knew a little bit of what I was going through. But he said, I saw your face. And there was no way we were going to let you out that room. And I said, y'all have got to let me go. I said, y'all have got to let me go. And I started crying. I said, y'all have got to let me go. I got to go. I got to go. And they were like, no, 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 no. You're not going nowhere. You sitting here. You sitting here. And you, I tell you, I was mad. I was like the Tasmanian devil. Because that was just one time. Then, uh, I think a couple of weeks after that, Another girl said, Nisi, she said, I'm going to tell you this. She said, um, I came across this paper and I don't know who this person is, but they are talking about you and they're saying this stuff about you. She said, I just want to let you know, but I'm sending it somewhere else. And I said, okay. Then one time, See, this This how tricky this mess is. I'm at, all of this time, um, we're divorced. We're divorced at that time. We're divorced. So I come home. I think it was a couple of months after that. I come home and I see, I got a tag on the, on the door. And I go, well, I've been, I ordered some stuff. Maybe the post office telling me that I ordered something. So I go to the post office and I pick it up. It's a letter from an attorney. So I open it up 
talking about I'm calling their house. I'm uh, calling their house and hanging up, driving by their house. Another thing, going through their file and all this other stuff and doing a cease and desist on me. And I just, I sat in the car and I cried and I'm like, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? I am over this because at that time I was calling the mortgage company and I was trying to find a way. How do I get my name off of this mortgage? This is what I've seen on the internet. This is what the internet is telling me. This is what I need to to do. But I'm coming to y'all to find out what it is that I need to do. I sent y'all all all this paperwork. What is it that I need to do? Then I get that cease and desist because I guess somebody at, at the mortgage company is contacting him, telling him that I'm trying to do this, this, and this. No, I'm asking y'all questions because my name is still on the mortgage. So um, I had to get another attorney. When I tell y'all I've been paying some attorney fees, I had to get another attorney. This time I had to, I paid the attorney and um, the attorney, his paralegal is his wife. And she was like, um, we're going to handle this. We're going to get this handled. So they did a discovery on him. Please provide this, 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 and this. All this information that you're saying that she is calling you, she's coming by your house, because there are cameras on the house. So if I'm coming by your house, provide video footage, provide this, provide that. Because I told the attorney, I can provide you all my phone records. I can provide you everything. I said, I had come to, I was sitting, working, trying to find out from the mortgage company what I need to do to get my name off this house. I said, all I'm doing is calling around, trying to figure this thing out. I said, I don't talk to him or anything. I'm doing this on my own because I know he's not good with money. And I know what, what's going to happen to me and, and my credit score or whatever. And if I have to get, you know, if I have to change jobs, then I'm going to have to get an investigation done. And this is going to be a part of the investigation, your, um, your financial situation. I said, so I'm just trying to make it where I just don't have anything on that. And I can just say, no, 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 no into everything. And if I have to, and not say yes and have to explain it. I said, because I'm tired of explaining it to people. So um, they did a discovery on it. He never responded. They called the attorney's office and the attorney office go, oh, he just hired us to do the letter. We weren't representing him. So now I'm going to spend all this money for this attorney for y'all to say, oh, we're not representing him. He just hired us to do the letter. He may have given y'all $100. Do y'all have any idea how much I paid for this? So that's why I'm saying. And even with getting the, the stuff from the, the mortgage company when he didn't pay the, the mortgage, I had to go get an attorney again. Because I want to make sure that everything is done um, correctly. And I said, between these attorney fees and all the Lord have mercy, I don't even want to think about it. I could have redid all my, I could have redid my whole dang on house. Could have gave me twenty. It's just, it's it's been a battle. It's been a battle now because he messed did my credit like that. 
now I'm on the, the cut for seven years. So if I wanted anything new, you know, luckily, you know, I'm pretty good with money and, you know, I can get anything I want, but it's just a point that let me mess up my own credit. I don't need anybody to mess up my credit for me. And I was proud of my little 800, um, high 800 credit score. Now, you know, it was 760, but now I got to back it up to 790. So I need to check it again because I'm mad. Still mad about that. <laughs> Cried over my credit score. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, no lie. No lie. <laughs> <laughs> you cried over your credit score like I cried when, when Moose gave me COVID. <laughs> I've been doing everything I was supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same, same. I cried. Cried. Oh, my credit score. So, since your divorce, um, have you dated? dating and how has that gone do you still have um, your guard up or are you you know um, we might we might have to do a, another episode of that sis oh we're gonna have to do we're gonna that's gonna have to be another episode for next week dating after divorce yes dating after divorce <laughs> because i am a clown so Stay tuned. <laughs> I haven't dated, but I was in, that's something to talk about. I haven't dated, but, you know, I was in an on-again, off-again situationship for, uh, oh, 10 years. Nine, 10, nine, yeah. 10. Oh, look, on the next episode of <laughs> Loud Conversations, conversations <laughs> with my dog and walls. Yes. Dating after divorce. Are you yeah. dated in a situationship? What did you do? And how did you maneuver through that after divorce? Woo! Yeah. That is that's gonna be uh that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I whew, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. And you and you get my thing is after the divorce, you I was like this. I was like, oh, hell, chickens back in them streets. Let's go. No, it ain't nothing like that. If anything, you like is sad pickings in these places. The dating pool has piss in it. That's all I can say. It has piss in it. And uh, it's, it's real crazy. But I guess because of my situation where I don't want to be um, cuddled up and, and um, anybody in my space or whatever, it's the married men that be coming at me because, you know, I don't want them, you know, I guess you get what was like the law of attraction. What you put out there is what you get. And so... That's what was coming for me. And I was like, nah, because I don't want to, I don't want to have to fight you and your wife because you would take up for your wife and um, I'm going to be fighting both of y'all. That's too much. That's too much energy. I didn't want to get involved in that. That, that, mm -mm. 
Sis, My we mental. Gotta we gotta, sis, we gotta save it for next week. You can't give yeah. all your secrets out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. Sorry. We're gonna have to give that to y'all next time. But um, on Fridays, did you want to tell the people um that what we're gonna try to do on Fridays? No, because it was supposed to be a surprise. Oh, okay. Surprise. We'll see. We'll see. But um. Anything else you want to add, sister? Nope. I was just happy to be divorced. Very amicable on my end. <laughs> See, I would have taken your I would have taken your divorce over everything. No, because... but you know what? Before we get yeah. off, I, let me just say the difference between me and my sister is I be trying to let stuff go and go on because I'm I'm cuckoo for cocoa puffs once you get me started. So just don't get me started. So I just try to be, I'm positive Patty a good bit of the time. And I just be trying to move through it and going about my business. I'm not, I'm, if I hold a grudge, it, I, I don't have time. I just be like, okay, this is what we're doing. Okay, fine. Let's go. But my sister, on the other hand, it's a different story. So. And, and my thing too, is I look at it as, um, you know, and through that divorce, he went for my son. I ain't tell that part. He went for my son. And how he went for my son is with money. So my son turned on me. Yeah. Yep. So when I say I was in these weeds by myself, I was in these weeds by myself. Okay. But um, you know, but he he used money for him. But me and my son worked that out and everything because my son was at a low part in his life and we could talk that could be a whole episode in of itself maybe one day i have my son on here if we're talking to each other and, uh, uh, i love panitra <laughs> we can have him on here and he can talk and you know um you'll be the buffer between that because he's a right fighter and i i just my patience gets short I'm but, being like Tara. That look, Tara has left the conversation. That's what that's going to turn into. He's a he's he listens to the podcast. He was the one that encouraged it, so um, I can give it to him for that because he's one of those creatives. But he and I are both cancers, and you know we bump heads and stuff. But at the end of the day, everybody know you try to talk about him. You got me to deal with. <laughs> right, yeah, that's a, that's my baby, Panitra. But all right, America, until next time, do you have anything you need to tell the people that's positive? Um, never look directly into the that's my tip for that's my tip for today. <laughs> and you know what mine is? Schedule your naps. Schedule your naps. Schedule your naps. Take time for yourself. Get some rest. Because I listened to some guys today talk and they said. We work hard, especially as people of color. We work hard and we always talk about we will rest when we did. Well, let's rest while we're alive so we can have that extra energy to spread joy around the world and um, and just be positive lights to somebody. But get out and enjoy your life. Don't work hard. Amen.
play hard. They say work when you work hard, you play hard. No, 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 no. We want to rest hard and play hard. That's what we want to do because I plan on living, you know, hey, they making it where you can live. To, I don't want to live to 100 the way the world is going. I just want to live and live my best life. When God calls me, he does. But I want to say that I live my best life. So although I work, I got vacation time, but I also schedule my naps. Matter of fact, I need to go and take one now. And all right, until next time, America. Love you, sis. I, I love you too, sis. More. I love you more. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. All right, later, y'all. Later. Allowed Conversations with My Dog and Walls will be a weekly podcast where I discuss various topics and conversations that are intriguing and informative. I will also include guests and get their point of view on the topics and discussions. Listen to the Out Loud Conversation with Dog and Walls podcast on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.